It's time for another episode of Doogie All-Stars with your host, Tecmo Super Bowl, Nixon the Grouch, and 2-4 Offsuit. Welcome, everybody, to episode 33 of Badoogie All-Stars. This is Tecmo Super Bowl. This is Nixon the Grouch. This is 2-4 Offsuit. We have an excellent guest this time, unlike all of our other... No, I'm just kidding. Um, you don't, don't insult the guests that still listen. <laughs> no, none of our guests listen. That's not um, true. Could be true. I don't know. I like to think uh, that all of our guests listen. I, do, I would like to think that. I don't think that. Anyway, our guest is Diamond Flush uh, of Subject Poker fame, and she will be coming up later to start. Uh, Bryce, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been going to this exercise boot camp thing for the last two weeks so i am really really tired because i am really really out of shape i have learned <laughs> well you're not in shape yet i'm i am now well yeah the shape the shape is round <laughs> <laughs> that's a shape it is a shape i'm in a shape <laughs> if only that was the goal to be a shape <laughs> <laughs> i think people are too specific they want to be in shape if they just added uh to that yeah. they would be successful <laughs> obesity problems solved yeah it's like if people said like i'm gonna go on a diet i want to eat better that's not actually that hard eating eat one fewer piece of candy before you're doing better yeah. goal achieved <laughs> people aim too high lowered expectations it is the lower your expectations the the more pleasant surprise you have in your day isn't that like the opposite of what they are trying to teach you in the boot camp? I, I don't really listen. It's very early in the morning. There's a lot of talking, and I'm not awake yet. So what is this? Like, is it it's, is it at a gym or? It's at. I guess. I mean, it's uh, at least around here. It's there's a bunch of different companies that do them. They do them either at like gyms or like fitness studios or like this one happens to be at a gymnastics place and so we do it on like the springboard floor the springboard floor which is pretty exciting because you get to jump higher and feel more athletic than you actually are is that where they do the floor exercise uh i'm yeah i'm doing a floor exercise i'm on the floor and i'm exercising oh nice but yeah but yes it is it's the like the bouncy floor stuff okay um but yeah so it's mostly cir- like a circuit of different exercises with like either dumbbells or kettlebells or mats or whatever just like stuff kettlebells seem to be all the rage lately they're becoming more yeah i mean they're they're a good if you, as a one piece of equipment to have you can do a lot of stuff with it and it ends up being a lot more full body where dumbbells is just like you can work your arms and that's kind of it oh, okay um but yeah and then some cardio stuff like running laps in the parking lot so you do like a minute at each station and then go back and do everything in the opposite order for a rotation sounds sort of like crossfit um i yeah i think it's probably similar so but shout you know out, it's shout out to au morgan he's a crossfit whoop, whoop. fiend yeah he until he broke his arm or dislocated yeah. his shoulder or whatever i don't listen to what he says <laughs> um <laughs> there's a theme <laughs> but yeah so it's like four days a week you know it's people it's not like going to the gym where everyone's kind of trying to impress everybody else it's just for everyone doing their own thing, so it's pretty cool. But I bought a Groupon, so I'm going to do it for six weeks and then see. 
Maybe at some point they will tell me how much it costs because I'm <laughs> buying a timeshare to find this information out. <laughs> but I emailed. They said, you know, email us before your trial ends to, you know, get in on the good deal. And I emailed them, and he's like, oh, I'll send someone to talk to you. I was like, can you just tell me how much it costs? He's like, no, I'll send somebody out. And then no one showed up to talk to me for a week. So I assume it's free. All right. Are you, you know, doing so that with anybody? No, it's just like a it's just like a mile from here, so I can just like hop on my bike and do a little warm up ride. Do it, do a cool down ride home, and then I'm head off to work. So, okay. I don't like going with other people too much because then it's like if one of the two of you is lazy, it can drag everybody down. But it also has the opposite effect. If one of you is motivated, it can drag everybody up. Right. But if one person is only sort of motivated and the other is sort of motivated, and then someone slacks, I've seen it go the other way. A lot yeah. of dead weight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just think if I only did this podcast when you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. What what is speaking of dead weight, what's been going on with you? Um well, I too have started a new exercise routine. Uh my girlfriend. Ooh. <laughs> is that the motorcycle? Yes. <laughs> um that doesn't sound like exercise. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh Everyone knows motorcycles are boys, too. Yeah, the, the well, to backtrack real quick, the friend <laughs> mystery was solved. Uh, we are now officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, super Does she cute. listen to the podcast? Care Bears. I, I had her listen to uh, our last one on our way back from, we did a day trip to the beach. I was going to ask if that's how you knew that it was more than friends because she had to say nice things. Because what? She had to say something nice about the podcast. Wait, did she say something nice about the podcast? No. She. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, she, maybe, she did maybe absolutely we were wrong. love your theory uh, of shoes off. I'm in though. <laughs> Is that That's for stupid. real? What's up? That's real. You aren't. You aren't Can you hear that. us? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Turn real. your like, headphones up. She, I, she. We got to that part, and she was cracking up. Because it was so stupid, and it makes no sense. Yeah, I it's, mean, that could be it, or it could be because it's so genius. It's, yeah, however you want to take it. I, I'm going to go with take what it I genius. just said. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. I think we're back where we were last episode. <laughs> but anyway, so... What did, you, what did she think of Hugging the Rail, more importantly? She didn't listen to that. We just listened to the, the intro part about her, essentially. What about Mitch's Minute? <laughs> Hey, he's trying to he's trying to establish a good relationship. Don't punish her yet. Yeah, I, I usually end with Mitch's minute in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're done. Here's Mitch's minute. <laughs> um, we could just have Mitch do a minute on breakups, and then you just play that one when you guys break up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, but anyway, uh, her and I, she, I, I had insanity and I did that for a while. Um, and then P9, I have, you know, I was aware of P90X, but you have to buy some equipment and I'm lazy. So I didn't do that. Isn't um, cheap, insanity P90X? What? Isn't insanity P90X like no. a P90X well, I mean, product? Describing it, yes. But no, uh, insanity is its own thing and P90X is its own thing. It's both by Beachbody. Um, but they're two separate workouts. Oh, gotcha. Um, but anyway, so we're, we just started doing P90X uh, a few days ago. Um, 
and I actually just went out and got these because you have to have a pull-up bar uh, and some weights, some free like dumbbells. Um, and so I went to Target, and they have these sweet adjustable dumbbells. So like, uh, it goes like I think it's five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five pounds, and you just like click a thing and. It designates the weight. It's pretty sweet. Um, so anyway, just started that, uh, and we've already slacked off twice. So <laughs> see, <laughs> see. So you're right, Bryce. But yeah, we're gonna kick it into high gear this week, and not uh, we're gonna stop slacking. Is our plan? Obviously, that's not gonna happen. Was but. was your plan when you started to slack off twice? Yes. Okay. No. So we're right on track. I I may have found the flaw in your plan. <laughs> no, but hopefully we stick with that. Um, Are we taking bets on this? We should. Okay. I I bet you will do it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to win. Right. But I also want to win the bet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if I bet against you, it would motivate you to do it, and I don't actually care. It's now you're confused, and I'm happy. Dilemma. Yep. Anyway, uh, so that's about it. Um, not much else going on. Just been hanging out with her a lot. Um, did you buy a motorcycle? I did not. Uh, and you're welcome. Yeah. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you to some everybody people. on earth. <laughs> um, everybody minus the motorcycle dealership who thought this was a bad idea. <laughs> Even the motorcycle <laughs> dealership, they were like, uh, we He would have know. thought it was a bad idea. He wouldn't have said it out loud to you, but the people there would be like, that guy's going to buy a what? <laughs> Just uh, like kind of last minute subtly tries to talk him out of it. Like, yeah, you know, maybe... Have you maybe seen the scooters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a great I, have, old, I have used rollerblades, I can tell you. <laughs> um, so no, uh, I'm, I, part of me, a small part of me still wants one, but... I'm just trying to be smart. <laughs> it's, I mean, I really feel like you should start that eventually, so that's great. But anyway, uh, I am also looking to get a bike, so uh, I feel like I should talk to you, Bryce, about that. Yes. Um, that seems much safer. Yeah, like, well, I have a bike, but I'm not sure if it's... Like, we have a place called Princeton Sports here. Uh, hopefully we'll get their sponsorship. Yeah. Um, and... They... We have a place called Chipotle here. Hopefully, we get their sponsorship. <laughs> yep. That would be sweet. How sweet would it be if we were sponsored by Chipotle? Just one I... big thing of guac every couple weeks would be amazing. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh, and they do like bike fitting, and they're you know they say like you know if you get it fit right, then it's so much better. But it, like it's expensive, and the bikes they have are all like a thousand dollars minimum. How much were you gonna spend on the motorcycle? <laughs> Uh, he was going to lose $1,500 on the motorcycle eventually. Yeah. It'd be like 5000 You already had allocated losing $1,500 to the motorcycle purchase. Because you were going to sell it. So this is basically you have gained $1,500 that you can now spend on a bike. Minus our fee. We're talking <laughs> right. out of it. That's true. So you have $1,400.98. Because $1, <laughs> our fees are forty nine ninety nine each. Oh, okay. Well, that came down, actually. Um, yeah. most Groupon deal. Well, I got. I mean, you already paid me the six hundred dollars down. So. Oh. Well, crap. Well, you you sent me that check, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Then yeah, we're fine. 
Um, <laughs> what's a good price to pay for a bike? It depends what you want to get. I mean, just I mean, riding. I mean, like trail, mostly road stuff. Are you mountain biking? I just said mostly road stuff. Mostly road stuff. Do you yeah, want I mean, a cruiser? I, if you're going off the road, you're going to need something other than a road bike. So if it's 100% road stuff, road bike. If not, you need to think about other things. Uh, well, I found one that was like there was there's a category on this website called like road bikes. There's mountain bikes. Then there's one called comfort. And I was like, that sounds really up my alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, if you I, hybrids are good because they're usually flat bar like a mountain bike, but more road bikey in components. And then you're not you don't have the drop handlebars like a road bike does if you're not used to those. Like for my back, that seems bad. I don't know. It's is, actually is comfort but, the ones where you lay down and pedal. <laughs> the recumbents. <laughs> it's just a nap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my friend has a recumbent bike, and they're ridiculous. He let me try it, and I rode it around the corner. There was a bunch of kids there, and they looked at it, and I was like, yeah, I don't understand this stupid bike either. And then I rode back around the Are corner. Are you talking about the one where you actually lay down and, and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. They're so really you, stupid. It's good or it wasn't good? I think they're dumb. I don't like being that low. Okay. I mean, it's already kind of dangerous to ride your bike on the same place where there are cars. When you're now lower than the car, you're basically saying, like, yeah, why don't you run me over and not tell me? <laughs> At least this way I can see the person coming to kill me. So, I guess, what should I do? I don't know. I think you should go to the bike store and see what they have, and then don't give them any money. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't just go to Target and buy a bike not knowing what fits, because a well-fit bike would help. You also could find a bike store that sells more affordable bikes. Okay. Well, I, I did find one that, like I said, that comfort bike I, I found, which wasn't the lay down style road bike, but it was like seemed. It was decent. a lazy boy. It was four hundred, which is. Does it have tassels on the handlebars? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but are you ordering this like at a bike store where they can say this fits, this doesn't fit? Yeah. Why don't you just go into a bike store and then ask them what they think you should get? And then... You should go to go to two or three different bike stores and see what they say. This okay. is actually kind of the process that most people go through when buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My process is ask Badoogie All-Stars. <laughs> yeah, which is good because that process kept you from buying a motorcycle. Yeah, see? So now I'm trying to decide what what budget should I go with in mind. I think you should expect to spend more than four hundred dollars if you're. I mean, how often are you going to ride it? I mean, pretty regularly. Uh, we're talking about Tom here. Okay. How often do you th- dream you're going to ride it? I dream that I will ride it once a week. Uh, then yeah, I mean, I would spend more than four hundred bucks because you're probably going to get a better bike and it's going to ride better and you're more likely to keep using it. Yeah, my biggest concern is is like not being uncomfortable like with the seat and my back and all that jazz i mean if you're in getting in shape like i mean riding a normal bike isn't that hard on your back okay it's it's not like you're carrying things you're just well speaking of carrying things my girlfriend has two great danes and she wants to get a carrier that can pull them while we're on the bikes and It turns out, like, have you ever seen those little carriers that people put? I've seen the little those are, carriers. Those are for babies <laughs> that are much smaller than Great Danes. Yeah, they're not for, like, adults. Yeah, well, that's the thing is no carrier. Like, the biggest one we found 
can support 160 pounds, yeah. which is going to be about probably their That's weight like, once they're full grown. So here's what I'm thinking. You should teach the Great Dane to, to ride the bike and have it pull you because it's basically the same. Well, that's what I was saying is that they should go in the front, not in the back. I told her that Great Danes don't belong in the back behind bikes. Yeah. I don't – you should just get a, like a like a skateboard and have it ride along next to you. <laughs> teach the Great Dane to skateboard? Yeah. That seems reasonable, right? Well, I mean, I have seen bulldogs do it. Yeah. I figure, I mean, and a Great Dane is smarter than a bulldog, right? I don't know, actually. I've heard that Danes aren't that smart. Really? I mean, they're big, but that doesn't mean anything. That's like the linebacker in high school. I thought they were great. (laughs) (laughs) They're not called, like, I don't know, average Danes. Danes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But yeah, the idea of pulling a Great Dane behind your bicycle, you're probably going to want to spend even more. Because yeah. you're going to want sure. really good components if you were pulling, like, 100 pounds of a dog behind your bike. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I'll go to bike shop and report back. Solid. <laughs> That's all I got all right. going on. What about you, Jordan? Um. Well, I'm freaking sick again, and that sucks. I'm, it's no fun being sick in the summer. Why did you get sick in the summer? You should have waited until winter. Well... They had a group on, so I jumped on it. <laughs> nice. Can't pass it. Are, um, you, are you doing it with anybody else? Yeah, my girlfriend is sick all the time, so this time I managed to to catch it, and I think I have bronchitis. So uh, that's been kind of sucks. But um, on have a you positive gone to the doctor? Note, yes, I have. Did the doctor tell you you should do podcasts with bronchitis? Um, she did not say that <laughs> specifically. <laughs> But um, does your doc, does your doctor you listen to the box. show? No. Did you play her Mitch's minute? No, I didn't. I'm not breaking up with her. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it sucks, but um, slowly getting through it. Hopefully, and by the time that actual flu season comes around, I'll be nice and nice and healthy again. So, um, in lighter news, though, it is that time of year. Where football starts again, and uh, I had my fantasy football drafts. One of them on uh, Friday night, which was awesome. Did you? Does that work by you pick a player and then you try and buy other players that aren't good, and then you get a dollar if they miss a field goal, and if they run out of bounds, you have to pay a quarter to the pot. Or is this not with your soccer friends? Uh, No, it's it's with my soccer friends. So uh, I don't know why you call them that, but they're just my friends, and we bet on stuff. But um, fantasy football is awesome. You said you said one of them, so I figured like you had separate pools with like normal people and then those ridiculous soccer betters. Well, I have three leagues with the ridiculous soccer betters. Mostly you have three separate leagues with the same people. It's not all the same people. It's a different There's different, one different sections. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple different people. Um, Why don't you invite them all to the same league? Because you can't have that many people in a league. How many people is it? Uh, it's twelve people in each league, and there's maybe like one or two overlap, but we're all the same friends that bet on everything. So, jeez. Oh, and then I have another league with the uh, the DC league, which is like the hardest league that I've ever been in. 
That doesn't sound fun. You have no edge. I won it. I won it last year, so no big deal. Variants. Yeah. yeah, obviously I did get really lucky, but uh, but it's a lot of fun. So um, also excited for draft day again. Just basically like the the daily fantasy sports. I like that when it's football because I know about fantasy football. So that's like the only time of year that I play it. But um, basically lots of lots of gambling. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm trying really hard, and it's surprisingly difficult to only do one league this year. I have many, many people asking me to join other leagues. Is uh, that because you're a fish? (laughs) You're like, oh, let's get Tom in. That'd be perfect. (laughs) He's probably the best in his fantasy football league. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah, I I also what what uh did you ever have the number one pick in any of your leagues? Well, uh, we we do auction, so oh, never mind. Yeah, they don't. That's way too logical. Yeah. Have, well, like, pretend or, you did have the first pick. Who would you have taken this year? Yes. Are passing touchdowns worth four or six points? Six. Um, and it's one QB. Um, twelve. That's close. Ten, no, ten-person league. A ten-person league? Oh, I'd probably go with Foster. Yep, that's what I did. All right. It's Australian for beer. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up later on Mitch's minute. Um, but Rogers is not a bad pick. I yeah, I mean, I I attempted or I was tempted to do Rogers, but I actually think in this league, you know, being a ten-team league, you can get a solid quarterback. Like, we waited until almost everyone else had already selected a quarterback and got Matt Ryan, who I think isn't that big of a drop-off. Yeah, I was going to say, what's this we? Oh, it's a collection of me and two friends uh, own this team. So you're playing one-third of a fantasy league. Yeah, I'm trying to play the least amount of fantasy football while still playing possible. (laughs) Why? Yeah. Because I'm lazy. That's like the opposite of me. (laughs) You just (laughs) go to to Yahoo, you hit auto-set lineup, (laughs) and... If then then offer to drop your worst person and see if they offer you a better one and if so put them in and my robot came in second in the league at work <laughs> and I it? actually by week seven I had forgotten to set my lineup and I just played out the week seven lineup for the rest of the year came in second <laughs> easy game a tough league um, the funny thing is they actually there were people that were like really paying attention and like making all these good deals just variants yeah. That'd There's a lot of variants in fantasy football. There's so yeah, with injuries. People I mean, so, yeah, don't believe that's me. Of, but. Yeah, so you just have to set a team and just let it ride from week seven on. You'll be fine. All right. Remember that. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, we are. We did our uh, draft a week ago, and so like there are already many people injured. Like the very next day, Vic got injured again. Um, so there's there's a ton. Bitten by a dog. What do you say? Bitten by a dog. I hope. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's my first keeper league. Have you done any of those, Jordan? Yep. Yeah. So well, like half my leagues are keeper leagues. It's interesting. Does that mean, does that mean there's a goalie? <laughs> yes. I have hope solo. I drafted her uh, second. Does that mean that you're, you think this league is the one and you're not going to ever have to play Mitch's minute for it? <laughs> I hope. I don't actually know what that means. Yeah. I don't get solo. it either. Wait, you don't. Jordan, can you explain Keeper League to the guy who's in one? 
You don't know. You actually don't know. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I don't okay. believe him. That's a bluff. He doesn't know. Explain it to him. <laughs> All right. So Tom, and a man loves a football player very much. <laughs> he keeps him for the next year. Oh, Hope Solo. She's a keeper. <laughs> nice. Um. So yeah. Seriously, are we back to that again? <laughs> Reusing jokes. <laughs> We're using jokes that weren't that good the first time. That was a great <laughs> joke. I know you did. I know you did. My girlfriend did not think that was a great joke. <laughs> yeah. You know what else? What other joke your girlfriend didn't think was funny? What about the fence? Sturdy. That wasn't me. That was Tom. <laughs> right, but you still didn't think it was funny. Was that me? I don't remember that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> you you Jordan dig the hole dug a hole and jumped in and you followed him. Oh okay. I stayed out of all holes. That's and not... the bright one was tripped in it. But... I almost I came very close to saying something. You guys are just a bunch of hole jerks. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's about it with me. Uh, I'm sure that there will be plenty of, of fantasy football nonsense going on because this is the last weekend before football starts. So. Oh, got yeah, one more thing. Uh, I no, just, your your time is done. Damn it! You just okay. what? I just applied for a passport. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was actually pretty sweet because I went to the post office and I had everything ready. Like they they it's actually a pain in the ass process because you have everything? to everything. What do you say? Everything? Every- you mean your paperwork and the picture? Yeah. Whew. Um, <laughs> um, no, like, they, they ask you to have a picture, and it's got to be, like, a white background. you got to have a neutral uh, expression. You, it's, you know, it's got to be two inches by two inches. It's got to – your face has to be this high. Um, got all that. You can go to most places and just say, I need a passport photo, and they'll do all of the right things for you because they know how to do them, right? Yeah, I mean, I assume that – but I wanted you, to be as prepared as possible because I didn't know, you know, you go to the post. I mean, I, went, I was going to the post office to have this done. And I was like, let me just have everything in order. Uh, I printed off all the documents, made all the copies, everything. And this guy in front of me is an older guy. He's like, hey, I just want to apply for a passport. And they were like, oh, we do them only by appointment now since we're short staffed. Uh, the next available appointment is a month from now. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, and. So he filled out. He's like, all right, I'll take September 25th. And he walked out. And I was like, man, that sucks. I literally have everything in order here. And they were like, oh, okay, well, actually, hold on. Uh, If we get another person comes in in about five minutes, if he comes in, if he shows up, then we'll be able to handle you right now. And so I actually got it all. old guy. Yeah. Well, he he was he came he showed up with like one piece of paperwork and didn't fill it out. And he was like. Do I, I have to use black ink? And like, so clearly... His, I, like to, I like that you're making fun of his lack of preparation when you didn't find out how to make an appointment to get your passport done. No, on the website it says make an appointment during the week, but Saturdays you don't need one. So yeah, right. Does. And uh, anyway, so because I was prepared, they were like... Now. And anyway, the point of the story is that I'm looking to go... We're looking to go on a vacation as a reward if we finish P90X. So you don't need the pa- so you don't need the passport. <laughs> <laughs> um, possibly. And, and so where would you go? I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, 
we looked at uh i think it's living social or groupon i can't remember which one um had some like seven night hawaii vacation you really should need a passport it's in the united states (laughs) (laughs) we own that now (laughs) it's not in the continental united states the conus but it is it's the oconus Oconus. (laughs) yeah Uh, that's ours now just I, I didn't know if you knew. Okay. St. Louis is another place you don't need a passport. Right. Well, now I have two. Um, you have two passports? Uh, possibilities. Um, St. Louis and Hawaii? Uh, anyway, so we're trying to figure out where to go. Um, the Hawaii one was pretty expensive, so that's probably out. Um, but I don't know. Any recommendations? We're looking at a cruise, possibly, like Western Caribbean cruise. You don't need a passport for that either. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Cruises are dumb. Yeah, don't go on cruises. Yeah, you might like it. I was going to say, I've, I think it would be sweet. There's just You just come out and eat breakfast and then chill. and. But that's like going to a hotel and just like doing all of those things. Like To me, the point of traveling is to go to the other places. Cruise is like, I would like to spend two-thirds of my trip traveling that doesn't sound fun to me i'd rather like fly somewhere and be able to like check stuff out yeah the only redeeming part about cruises is that they usually have casinos on them yeah. yes you could possibly make your cruise profitable by playing in the casino the whole time mm-hmm. or you could go to a casino and then use that money to go on a real vacation so yeah. i go on a real vacation um i don't what do you want to do yeah. What sort of thing? Something with a beach, like with nice blue water. Vancouver. Miami. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> Not red water. <laughs> From all the blood. Yeah. I, I um, think you, you have lots of options, Tom. How far do you want to travel? Do you want, do you want to go to, like, Europe? Uh, if you want to go to the beach, you shouldn't go all the way to Europe. That's really far if you're just going to sit in a do, beach. Do you want to go to Mexico? Possibly Mexico or you know somewhere in Central America. Uh, Europe, I mean, I would love to go to like Italy at some point, but I'm thinking not right now. I went to Peru a few years ago, and it was really nice, but I mean, it's not like go sit on the beach and chill sort of place. It's see culture and stuff, and that doesn't sound like your sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, culture is less of my thing, but... <laughs> Is true. Is a uh, is uh, Peruvian, so I know she would actually be interested in going to Peru at some point. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I I thought Peru was really awesome. There's a lot of really cool stuff you can do, but, but no beat. A lot of it, a lot of it is seeing like older things and going to museums and that sort of thing. And if you're like, I want to go sit where the water is blue, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. What about like California or? Like Bryce said, Miami. That's actually not a bad idea because that's probably going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. And you don't need a passport. Yep. You paid for the passport. Well, but you'll, you you don't need to wait for it. That's true. And it's still good for like 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea it was that expensive. It's $135. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheap, way cheaper than a motorcycle. Well, it is. I will consider Ma- the CONUS options. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, is there any, anything else that anyone else would like to add out of turn? <laughs> How about we uh, throw it over to Hugging the Rail, then? Sounds good. back with tj how you doing tj good how are you excellent fantastic good to hear but uh what do we have on our our plate this week what what room are we doing um we're going to talk about um the the planet hollywood poker room um but before we get into the room i did have a, a pretty um pretty exciting session at um the orleans which we've talked about the other day um if you remember, it's the only one-two game where you could buy him for um, five hundred dollars. Um, there was a guy there that, in in probably about a three and a half hour period, he he bought in for he probably lost fifty five hundred dollars at a one-two game. Just oh, wow! Handing money away left and right. I have two questions. First, was this the Duke? It was not the Duke, but if. If it was an uncapped game, I bet he would have challenged the Duke. My second question is, are you the guy that lost all the money and you're just – this is a, a confession <laughs> about something? If I lost 5500 at a 1-2 game, I don't think there would be a hugging the rail anymore. Because you would – I would just give up. Okay. Um, I, felt yeah, like, was... I felt like you would need the hug even more. It was it was crazy. I've I've never seen anything like it in a one two game. He was he was literally handing money away pre flop. It was either fifty or a hundred dollars blind every time. Sometimes he decided to look at his cards at the on the flop, sometimes he didn't. I mean he was he was getting money in blind, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it before. Do you feel like him looking at his cards influenced his decisions at all? No, or was it... no sometimes it did. I mean, sometimes he was just shoving blind. Um, if he decided to look at his cards, he would he would actually check it down if he didn't have anything. But uh, if he had any piece, any draw, any pair, he was he was just jamming it up, and he was it was crazy. How much? Nice. How much did you get? I lost a lot. What? But how much did you I lose? The, I was the only one that lost. Actually, but how much did you there. win? But he spread around my money too. I would say, combined the money he bought in for and the uh, the few people that he stacked out, bet he's probably spread around close to seven grand at that table. Wow, it was intense. So uh, the moral of the story is, have a nice bankroll so when you when the opportunity comes up, you can be like me and lose a lot. Would you have felt better if you had just gone in blind rather than playing strategically? Um, no. Okay. Just wondering, like, then you're not, then there's no bad beat stories. It's like, I'm an idiot. I went all in blind. Yep. Yeah. I mean, no, he, he stacked me three times actually. Um, but I mean, whatever, when people are going blind, see that's going to happen. Um, one, one time he stacked me blind. Um, and then the other two were just, just bad beats, but, uh, set of reset. Uh, do review, no. Do you want to review the hands? This is the king's no, pre-flop. No, it's not. I mean, if, if you guys want to hear them, I mean, it's not. Uh, not really, but sometimes that when we ask you for hands, that's what you come with. So I thought maybe. Well, the, I, I do have a good hand later, but. Okay. Uh, Just check. No. He, I mean, yeah, he, he sucked out on me, whatever. 
But the guy was crazy. He was spreading tons of money around, and uh, it was – I mean, you don't get too many opportunities. I mean, there was people – one guy um, one guy stacked him in his last orbit. One guy stacked him for um, – in a $2,500 pot in a 1-2 game. He got in uh, – I think they got in maybe 300 um, – Preflop, and uh, by the turn he got in the last um, the last nine hundred with uh, open ender, and didn't wow. end. Did he? St- Would the other guy have aces? Uh, kings. <laughs> did he stop but, um, playing because he ran out of money, or did he finally decide? You know no, what? I maybe, think he maybe just, I should stop. I don't think I think this guy was loaded. I think he, he literally he I said he was just tired. Time to go to time to go to bed. Uh, and I think he meant I think he was just tired. I think if he was wasn't tired he would have he might have spread ten grand around the table. I'm not playing my best I'm not playing my best anymore. I'm a little too tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. It's once maybe like a, a once a year thing you'll see it and there's not too many games where you could buy in that deep. It's like I mean it's probably very rare to see someone lose that much in a one-two game. I thought it was pretty, pretty fun, fun thing to mention real quick. But um, yeah, Planet Hollywood. <laughs> I was the coffee. So, you there? How was EJ? Oh, hi. I said, um, how was the coffee? The water was delicious. That wasn't the question I asked you. What? I thought we were doing coffee or green tea now. I know. I forgot. Did Next you, time, I promise. Is, is it because your girlfriend stopped stealing green tea for you? <laughs> is it because we didn't ask you enough on the previous reviews? I've, I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it next week. Because um, the green tea is free, right? That would have been at least to like make up some of your losses at the Orleans. At least you would have gotten a beverage valued higher than water. <laughs> have you thought about that? Just no. go, just go to the Orleans and drink like fifteen hundred dollars worth of green tea. <laughs> Then you'll show them. <laughs> Break I'm even. even. I'm even. Um, yeah, Planet Hollywood is. Uh, it's a very, it's a very loud room. Um, if you've, if you've ever been there before, I mean, Planet Hollywood's a pretty. Um, I guess you can call it like kind of like a trendy casino. Like uh, there's always like a lot of like really like I don't know. They're always playing like top forty music like throughout the whole casino. Um, there's always a lot of ruckus. They got all the. Um, all their dealers are uh, in the pit games are all basically like hot girls and like I don't know hot clothes and stuff. So it's always really loud and the the poker table is just it's basically just smack in the middle of the casino, um, just a roped off area. It's not a closed off room or anything. Um, it's eleven tables, um, so it's it's just I mean you're just in the middle. It's loud. It's a lot of distractions. Um, it's uh, when I was there, they were only running one two games. It's a one two with three hundred cap. Um, I guess they have interest for two five games, and those are the only games that regularly run. Um, the room was there's eleven tables. I would say there was um, there was three or four cash game tables going. Um, I went on a Wednesday night, but I went. Um, if you guys uh, remember John Friedberg, um, the CEO of, um, of All Vegas Poker. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep in touch with him um, quite a bit, and they just started doing weekly All Vegas Poker meetups. So they pick a different room and uh, have an All Vegas Poker meetup at their, whether it's like a 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Uh, nightly tournament sometime during the week. Um, just kind of try to 
to get traffic into rooms that aren't usually busy on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, like the Marriott? So, <laughs> like the Marriott. Uh, so it's actually pretty cool for me because it's hard to find, uh, you know, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are slower days. So um, when I look to play a newer room or a room that I haven't played before, uh, it's kind of hard to pick because, I mean, a lot of the smaller ones will only have one table going. So... This way, you, this way you can make sure you're playing with people that are very interested in poker. Well, you know, at least I can I can follow them around and play the cash games and at least expect the rooms to be a little busier than usual. Fair enough. So, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a nine-handed table. Um, when I was playing, everybody, for the most part, um, was buying in for at least, at least 100 big blinds. Um, like I said, it was a $300 cap, so... I mean, you know, it is nice to sit down and have a table full of people with 100 big blinds instead of buying in for a bunch of of uh, men buys, $100. Um, it's a it's a big um, it's a big drop. It's five plus one, uh, so they're they're dropping a lot, taking a lot of money out of the pot. Uh, their jackpot is. Um, they don't have a bad B jackpot, just progressive high hands, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it just, I don't know. They got a bunch of different high hand payouts. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it, I think, for the structure. Um, oh, when I was sitting down, there was a lot of a lot of straddling going on. Um, they allow a button straddle, but it's a mandatory ten dollars if you straddle on the button. In a one-two game. One-two game. You can straddle. You can straddle four from up front, or you can straddle ten on the butt. Um, so that was that was creating some some pretty weird spots. Um, one of the guys that was straddling a lot was two seats. Was button straddling a lot was two seats to my right. So it kind of made it weird when I'd be in the big blind because it starts on the small blind. So there were some kind of weird spots where I wasn't kind of sure how I wanted to make my raise sizes um, with a $10 with a $10 mandatory. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I was pretty much like super min raising, just making it 18 mm-hmm. um, just to try to keep it as close to normal as possible. So that, that was kind of weird. I mean, the people that are just there trying, you know, mostly everyone's just gambling it up so that they like it. But I mean, for me, it, I wasn't a big fan of the $10 button straddle. Is it what did other people do against it? Like make it like thirty? Um, no, most people limp, and then yeah, I mean, um, I mean they limp their their full range. We're limping their full range unless they had you know, or unless they would open for fifty, which is like okay, <laughs> big pair, cool. Um, yeah, but for the most part, it was just limp their full range, um, and then when when I was opening for like the min raise or eighteen bucks. I mean, people weren't treating it like, oh, he's only raising $8 over the straddle. They're like, oh, it's an $18 raise. So right, right. I was playing against, quote-unquote, $18 hands. I think that that's a good adjustment. Yeah. I like it a lot better than limping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was the part that you liked? You said a lot of uh, negative-ish things, yeah. <laughs> like the high rake. What, what did you like about it's, Planet it's Hollywood? My favorite room I've been to. Um, what I like, I mean, I, I guess the, the, a lot of people, it seemed like 
I don't know if it was just the night I was there. Or, I mean, I've heard that it's a pretty good action room. Um, and when I was there that night, there was there was a lot of people sticking a lot of money in um, with some, you know, some pretty bad hands. So, I mean, if you want a action room as opposed to a to a, a super nitty room, I guess it's kind of fun. Uh, I'd, I would guess it's not the most profitable game. Just, I mean, just dealing with that ten dollars straddle, dealing with a big rake, um, you know, and some you could you could find higher um, higher buy-ins if you look around. It's nine-handed. I like nine-handed games. It's better than ten-handed games. So that's a little that's better. You gonna go back and review the coffee for us? No. Nah. What if what if John Friedberg invites you to go back to review the coffee? I'll say, hey, let's uh, let's meet somewhere else, John. Yeah, just making sure that you weren't going to do things for him and not for us, because that would be awkward. Like you, guys. that would set a rude precedent. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell him I said that. He might be listening. I, if he is, I, I apologize to him for having to sit through this. <laughs> Cool. Um, so you said that you had a hand from the Planet Hollywood. Yeah, I did have. Um, I did have a pretty interesting hand go down. Um, it was pretty interesting in that um, it kind of it your your basic hand reading that you're kind of used to, and especially for like an online player, and um, and picking up on live tells and kind of what those mean and how they kind of have to change your hand reading, uh, like. After the fact, I guess I'm kind of giving giving it away a little bit here, but I mean, it was set over set, wasn't it? No. <laughs> After the fact, I guess um, what I, I realized is that it was a one of those rare times where I guess you kind of have to go with the physical tell because the hand reading is just so such a hard hard spot to pick up on. Um, so I opened from um, from maybe like maybe like the hijack. Or late middle position. I don't remember exactly. Um, I opened to ten dollars. It, it had folded to me. I opened to ten dollars, um, and got called by both the small blind and big blind, um, both who I had covered. I was about um, I was about four hundred fifty deep. I I think the um, the villain in the hand. I believe he was maybe three fifty. Um, I'm not sure if my math is right on that. We'll be able to, to correct it as the hand goes down. But um, item covered. Um, small blind, big blind call. I open with um, ace, ten of spades from from the hijack. Um, so it goes um, three ways to the flop with um, thirty dollars in the pot. Um, we'll just we'll forget rake just for easy discussion purposes, I guess. Um, so the flop comes. Ten seven nine, um, two tone, two diamonds, um, two diamonds and a spade. Obviously, um, the ten's not a spade. I have the ten of spades in my hand. Um, so I flop, um, top pair, top kicker, on um, three to a straight, two to a flush. Ten seven nine, two diamonds. Um, and like I said, they had both been seeing a lot of flops. Uh, they both checked to me. I bet. Uh, 20 into 30, and the small blind calls, big blind folds. Um, the turn was the three of spades, and he checked me, and I bet 
um, it was 30 plus R40. I bet 40 into 70. Um, a top pair, top kicker, um, and now I just picked up backdoor nut flush draw. Now, when he what, – what I picked up – well, a, a read I had on him is he'd been seeing a ton of flops, and I had already seen him um, fast play a few hands on – a few big hands on um, on wet or scary boards. And he also – when he called the flop, he – he didn't even think about raising. It was he was either he was definitely only calling, and he wasn't very sure about calling. Um, and on the turn, he check raised me to 120 total, so 80 on top, and left him 100 behind. Ooh. So it, the board is 10793, two diamonds and two spades. I have ace ten of spades. Um, and the reason I said it's kind of a weird hand reading hand is because I was like almost a hundred, like as close to sure as possible on the flop that I had the best hand and doing some, I mean, considering his calling range on the flop, I mean, which I considered to be, I mean, a, a regular calling range. Um, I think, and that he's. I mean, if if my read's correct that he's never raising or not even thinking about raising, I mean, it's basically just draws and and one pair of hands. Would you agree with that? That sounds right. Yeah. So um, on the turn when he check raised me, I I took a really long time, and I really picked up from just from his live tell, just from his his um, his demeanor that he was really really confident in his hand and. I was I was going through the ranges in my head and I couldn't I could not figure out what he was not sure about on the flop and on the turn he's check raising with so much confidence so I started going through the hands through my head I I thought that his confidence the only the only thing I could figure out is that he's confident because he turned a huge combo draw that he's already knows he isn't folding anyway so his check raise, he's he's not scared of being raised again because he's already decided that he's going with that combo draw. What do you think about him slow playing a set? And he just always slow plays sets, so he doesn't have a decision on the flop. Set up. I, I'd already seen him fast play uh, flop trips and mm-hmm. flop straight. So okay. Um, I mean, for for the most part, especially at really small stakes like one two game. Unless I've already seen it, I assume that a player isn't going to switch up his lines because I mean it's just so rare to see a player switch up his lines. I mean I'm not sure what he thought of me as a player, but I'm not sure that that matters. I mean I, I, I'm kind of going off the assumption that he's playing his hand. Um, he's not playing me, um, and the fact that I mean on the flop he he didn't consider raising. It, there was no consider he didn't think about raising it was he called i mean unless he had decided he's just going to slow play but it was a really that's a really scary board i mean mm-hmm. um so I, I just couldn't put him on a hand that where the turn helped him and and going through all the hands i mean if he turned a, if he turned a huge combo draw if he had some kind of weird eight with the spade i have obviously i haven't crushed um, if he has something like like four or five of diamonds 
where or uh, five six of diamonds where he turned um, he already had diamond draw and turned a gutter or um, if he had five six he turns a double gutter um, I'm still doing against that whole range of combo draws or some kind of random like pair with a uh, with a uh, a spade I mean. Like I said, he'd been playing a lot of hands. He could have something like a jack seven of spades. I mean, any any big like king of spades with some kind of pair king king uh, king seven of spades. Um, I mean, I would assume uh, how many flops he'd been seeing that he could have hands like that, um, and that he just decided he's going with it. So I mean, just really knowing that he was weak on the flop and felt confident on the turn the only thing i put him on was that he turned some kind of big combo draw and if he decides he's not folding um that my best play is to to just get the money in now and i'm gonna be well well ahead of that that calling range on the flop and okay i wouldn't think that it would be diamonds very often like a diamond that turned a combo draw i mean he's picking up four outs right right i mean and so I, I think if he's i mean i think you don't go from i guess i'll call like not even sure if you're going to call. If, I mean, if you were sure he wasn't going to raise the flop to check raising the turn when you pick up four outs, like that doesn't. I mean, yeah. I mean that that's why I don't think it's. I mean, it's possible. Um, I think some kind of maybe like eight with spades is more probable. Um, it feels but... like something with spades to me, and so the fact that he has spades doesn't help him. That's so... that's that's when I'm when I decided to to shove over. I, I really felt like I mean it has to be a spade, some kind of weird spade hand that he has. I mean he could have like I said he could have like a king eight of, king eight of spades, just some kind of like combo where he just feels like, I mean for for all we know he's not even counting his outs. He's just saying oh now I have a pair and a flush draw, now I have a straight draw and a flush draw, you know mm-hmm. getting this money in. Um, I mean why doesn't he jam? I don't know. I mean you know you don't why do why do one two players do a lot of things? Um, yeah so. So I jammed and um, and he snapped me off, and he had pocket threes. I was gonna guess that. Yeah, I but... mean, yeah, I mean, with but it was just like the, it just I mean, not seeing him show down a hand that week um, after making a flop call, it was just really surprising. And I had from watching him play, I got a little bit of a sense that he would he was playing somewhat um, similar to, to my thought process of what he would be calling with on the flop. Mm-hmm. So him, him calling with threes on that, I mean, if I would have seen him peel that light before, then I could pick up on on his super strong tail and just say, well, it's just a monster when he's acting like this, so I have to fold. Um, so that's why it's, I mean, it's just a really weird, weird spot. But if you well, don't know well, his, I mean, he could think th- like that a pair and a flush draw is a monster. Like some people get really excited. They're like, I have all of these outs. How could I lose? Yeah. So even picking up the physical tell, it doesn't mean yeah, I the mean, hand the, rating goes out the window. Exactly. The only thing I was I was missing, I mean, I just hadn't seen him show down a hand where he had called a flop that light. And if I had seen that before, I think it turns it into um, an easy fold. And I mean, if uh, playing against that player for you know, I mean, he he left pretty soon after, but I mean, after I see him call that flop, I'm just gonna barrel him to death with without, I mean, on every turn when I'm when I'm in hand with him because I know he's calling the flop with 
with every anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't improve, he's he's getting out of there. And that's one of the concepts that I've really really struggled with. Um, just playing a lot of live small stakes concept of barreling turns when when you don't pick up equity because so many players just peel flop so so light. Um, so I mean, if that happens and he shows up with the set there, you just get there with your backdoor spades. Yeah, that's that's I mean that's obviously the plan. Um, obviously, I stacked him. No, I didn't. I missed obviously. Ah, so, you obviously don't understand how this works. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was it was I was surprised. I, I obviously didn't put him on threes there. Yeah, no, sometimes it happens. Um. So that back to back to the Planet Hollywood room. Um, would you find yourself going back if if there wasn't a meet there? Highly unlikely. Oh. Oh well, we tried. What What if we asked you to go back and smell something at the Planet Hollywood? Would you do that for us? <laughs> yeah, you did go back. Speaking to the of Orleans, that, yeah, huh? when you were back at the Orleans, did you smell that bowling alley for us? No. I'll go back and smell the bowling alley. Promise? See if that guy's there, and then call the Duke and tell him about it. Yeah. Don't tell the Duke. What? Are you no. Just gonna, you're just, no, you don't want to call. Hey, there's someone giving money away. Everybody come on down and take it. The Duke could take it in one fell swoop. <laughs> and then you take it from the Duke in one fell swoop. Is the Duke, we don't know if the Duke is good or bad. TJ, I think we found your mission. Find the Duke. No, smell the bowling alley. I thought you were <laughs> Are you not listening? What? Don't get distracted with this Duke thing. Smell the bowling alley. Try. All right, let's let's hug quick before this gets out of hand. The new segment: <laughs> sniff the alley. All right, we are back with Diamond Flush of Subject Poker Fame. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Not too bad. Uh, we moved on from the Subject Poker era, but uh, we kind of wanted to start and with a little bit of background on how you kind of got started with the Subject Poker uh, thing. The Subject Poker thing. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, as it happens, I mean, I was just a uh, casual recreational player um, online, like so many others. And when Black Friday happened, it just kind of was a smack in the face to everyone. I think the vast majority of people never, uh, I mean, the vast, vast majority never imagined um, such a thing ever uh, ever occurring without notice. I mean, we'd seen seizures before and things like that. Um, and... Uh, a few days later, um, you know, we just uh, everybody really was still asking questions. And gee, poker stars paid out all their customers. Full tilt wasn't really paying anybody. Um, and my personal bankroll is very small; it's less than a hundred dollars. So it it wasn't really a, um, a you know a, a personal thing. Um, just got nosy, like like a lot of other people, and started looking into a few things and. Um, you know, just asking questions and a few things popped up here and there. And um, I, I came across a little bit of information. I don't even remember what, what the first thing was at the time. And I um, uh, I think I, I PM Noah and then I said, 
you know, would you would you be interested in this information? Let me pass it over to you. And we started talking and he said, you know, can you come in and help us and, and write for us on some of this stuff? So we started talking about a few different things. And um, uh, Noah ran subject poker the same way that I run Diamond Flush Poker. And that's not affiliated in any way. Um, so we were just in the hunt, so to speak. Um, and he had done a pretty marvelous job up until that point on, uh, uh, you know, putting forth a, a factually what was going on and uh, um, it kind of went from there and we were very fortunate and I continue to be very fortunate that um, some people just uh, you know with information were willing to to share the information um, and more sources came forward every day and uh, you know we vetted them and and went forward from there so and and it's just kind of snowballed into this monster <laughs> that's happened <laughs> over the last year i don't think anybody ever uh you know ever anticipated certainly none of none of us did um at subject poker that it would number one take this long or number two be the kind of story that it's that it's really become and it's still coming yeah but i'm kind of curious about the sources like not not who they are but like you say they became more like more willing or, or you know they were willing to tell you stuff and like like you said you're kind of just one of us of just kind of like a regular joe absolutely um, why did they feel so comfortable like telling you stuff, um you know? that, well that's a good question i mean um I, I i'm sure i'll speak for for noah and everybody else at subject poker as well i mean we got a lot of um we got a lot of hits from people, so to speak, um, that wanted to offer up things. And we probably turned away or never reported a, a large part of, of what we heard. Either it couldn't be confirmed or it was just too unbelievable. The sources weren't vetable. Um, and, and I don't think people realize, you know, in general, I, I never did realize in general exactly how much goes, goes into what's out there. Um, you can never... I mean, some of the stories that we heard at the time, still, it, it still happens now, although uh, much less so. Um, and, and you hear something and you say, oh, my goodness. And then, of course, you check into it and it's not really true. People, Some people like to think that they're a bigger part of the story. I don't know if it makes them feel important or uh, – I mean, and we, we certainly guard all our sources. I always have. Um, and I never quote names un unless I ask for an official comment from someone. Um, and over the, I guess over the course of time, um, it, it's just been a, a matter of trust. So, yeah, lucky. I guess you gotta have to just kind of build that up. And and once people realize that you aren't releasing names, then they start to trust you more and more. Well, I, sure, it's it's much easier now. Uh, today, I guess um, my reputation is such that I'll I'll take the hits from the public for not releasing names. But um, in in most cases, that's the only way that. Uh, um, that the information really comes. Um, we do, and I certainly do, um, my due diligence in trying to verify and confirm and triple confirm and uh, over and over and over all the information before it gets out there. So, um, sure, it's it's easier today than it was a year ago, um, and and more more was coming out at the time. I mean, there was a lot more information. Boom, boom, boom. People were really hungry for the information, so there was. There were more people trying to get into the act, so to speak, mm -hmm. with different things. Um, 
but now it's um, it's very cut and dry because we know so much more. So it's a lot harder to uh, to fake it, so to speak, if, if you're a source coming forward with something. And um, yeah, just been very fortunate for the last year or so. Did you have any sources come forward that told you something that you thought made no sense at all and then you dug into it and it was the opposite? It actually turned out to be like a real breaking story or is it all sort of your your ability to kind of sniff it out is pretty good at this point? Well, right now, I would be very surprised. Um, I, I would be surprised to be surprised right now um, uh, at, at this point in time. In the beginning, sure. Uh, I mean, when we when we first heard that, uh, full, you know, we knew at at one point in time that um, FTP was was trying to raise money that they didn't have, and uh, you know, certainly didn't have enough to pay at the even U.S. players. Um, but when we heard there was only less than ten million dollars uh, available total, it just seemed so outrageous. It just yeah. outrageous. I mean, who would have believed it? Maybe they're short twenty million or something like that, but not short, you know, uh, two hundred and fifty or, or three. Yeah, um, that could never happen. And so you go back and you say, this this can't be right. And so you look to every single seizure that's ever happened over the course of the last four, five, six, seven years, and um, still doesn't doesn't add up. It it, it still it, it it couldn't make sense. This can't be. So it took it, it actually took a very long time um, before those numbers started making sense. And I think we published um, sometime late summer, or early fall last year uh, about how much the seizures had amounted to over the course of of uh, X number of years. And it was nothing like what the AGCC had, had put out there. I think they put 331 million or something like that. Uh, and of course it was nothing like that. Um, and how much was, was seized on black Friday that took a long time to put together, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, those numbers, because you want to believe certain things took place in order for it to make sense. Nobody wants, Nobody wanted to believe that it was um, uh, this terrible, this terrible scam that was that was going on. It had to be that either the money was seized over the course of all the years, and and uh, uh, and the company just couldn't keep eating, you know, the loss, uh, or DOJ took such a huge hit um, out of their out of their bank accounts on Black Friday. My gosh, if they had seized $200 million in all these umpteen bank accounts that you're reading about and all the payment processors, gee, that might almost make sense. Yeah, uh, that's definitely the what I think we all initially thought and kind of hoped for because you, you instinctively just trusted them with your money, so you didn't want to automatically destroy that trust. Well, you know, and, and over the course of years, I mean – now, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. We look back and we see old posts that people were getting bounced checks and, and whatever. Okay, so payment processors was were shut down, and so that's explainable. Um, in two thousand and nine, in two thousand and eight, even in two thousand and ten, um, and then there were, you know, points in time where there were posts that something's wrong, we can't get money for months, and. Yeah, you know, you blew it off just like the people that, you know, complained that their you know, accounts were shut down and accused of cheating. And then, of course, it came out that they really were cheating. So you just you just want to believe that it makes sense if 
A and B and C happened. And so I think everybody went there mentally. Okay, this is what happened. And then when you start to find out that factually those things didn't happen, it's, it's you know, it, it makes you want to find out more. Um, and certainly I think anybody that wanted to to take the time and, and be as nosy as we were um, and just start talking to people and, and digging as deep as we were, um, you know, could have come up with the with the same, uh, you know, information. The information was there. Um, it was just a matter of, of finding it. I mean, none of us were private detectives or anything like that. It was just a matter of trying to make sense. It helped that there were more than one of us. Um, Noah and I especially bounce things off each other all the time. Um, you know, how can this happen if this? And, you know, it makes it's a little bit easier just like anything else in life when you when you say it out loud and then somebody else it, it's almost like a debate because you play both sides of it so yeah i mean in the beginning we wanted to believe certain things and then more came out and more came out and then when the amended civil complaint came out and that brought more information and then the license went down and you know the rest is history so to speak what if i told you that russ hamilton was buying poker stars <laughs> Which, and just trust me I, I have no viable source for that just trust me with that little tidbit of information uh, yeah well you know I, just as I say nothing would surprise me uh, <laughs> that could do it um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I would have trouble vetting that little tidbit of information <clears throat> No, yeah. it's, it's. I, I heard it on the newest me. episode cool. of Badoogie All Stars that it's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, then that's you know, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, we've just been really lucky with the with the kind of sources, and they continue um, to be that way. So, it sounds like between what you were describing there, it must have been really um, interesting comparing that to Poker Stars, where. All those things that we thought were going on actually were going on, and just seeing the difference between the two of them. Because Poker Stars had to deal with all the payment processor issues as well, right? Absolutely did. Absolutely. And you, know, you you assume that you, you we all made certain assumptions along the way. Okay, well the the regular uh, you know the the regulatory commissions, whether it's EGCC or Isle of Man, they have to be watching. Certainly, they're accountable in, in some way or another. Look at look at all these regulations. They check monthly reports. They're there once a year at least. They do on-site, blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you from the beginning, I I was not really I, – I heard a lot of stories, and I was in the minority, but I was not surely a believer uh, in the very beginning um, that even poker stars had the, the correct amount of money, uh, you know, stored uh, readily available in customer – uh, segregated accounts. I said, maybe they all run like this. Maybe that's just, you know, they obviously had the money somewhere to pay back people, but um, obviously that that was not the case, and, and they were run um, uh, 100%, you know, legit as far as the, um, uh, you know, holding customer money was concerned, and I'm the first person to say that I was mistaken early on. Um, but I mean, you, you start to look around and you say, Geez, how this, you know, it, it just can't be. It just can't be. Um, I, nobody ever, nobody ever imagined such a thing. I don't even think OJ had any clue. Yeah. Uh, 
happened that yeah, this I, way. I can pretty much say that the DOJ rarely has any clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think they had I don't think they knew the enormity of of what would happen to the community. Um <laughs> you know as far as how bad the finances were and and what and I and I've said it and, and what this did to the to the to the players financially and and morally um and it, it's just it, it it's just amazing it's just i don't i really don't think they they knew what what was happening and i've said it before that in some sick way um they almost did it did us a favor mm-hmm. yeah i definitely agree and what i think is actually pretty funny is before all this went down like if someone would have told you that some, at, at some point uh, PokerStars is going to buy Full Tilt Poker, you, you just you would just not ever, ever, ever believe them. And you, especially with like high stakes poker not allowing, or what it was like high stakes poker wasn't allowing the Full Tilt people, and the Poker After Dark wasn't allowing PokerStars people. And, no, yeah. Um, and it's it's just ridiculous. Like if you would have said back then that at some point PokerStars is going to run and own Full Tilt. <laughs> talk yeah, to no. us a little bit. Um, sorry, talk to us a little bit about kind of how you saw that deal come together. Uh, this deal with with PokerStars. Mm-hmm. I mean, um. Well, when for all those months, six or seven months, when the um. Uh, Tapi deal uh, was on the table. It, um, I, I mean, there were certain milestones that had to be hit, and um, just legal steps that had to take place along with the due diligence and whatever. When when the Tapi deal first first happened, um, it was a it was a straight out sale, uh, full tilt, uh, you know, buying full tilt poker and making their deal with the DOJ. And um, if I'm not mistaken, the original letter of intent was. <laughs> Either 140 or 160 million euro uh, straight out to buy the company, and um, whatever deal there was going to be with with DOJ would have been, uh, you know, taken care of. Um, as time went on, um, you know, Fultil had like almost zero money left except what was tied up in, in certain bank accounts, um, and and a time came where it made sense to. Uh, just consider forfeiting the the assets um, uh, as far as I guess you'd say paying off the fine would be forfeiting the assets and and closing up what was then you know uh, uh, FTP and so that whole scenario began I guess in in Novemberish and it went all the way through and by the time GBT started doing their real due diligence after doing all these other steps and trying to get more investors um, to lay out less capital and by the way for people that say they they didn't have the money all along they really did they had sufficient money to to buy the company that uh, you know 200 plus million dollars in the beginning it was vetted um, I understand that people actually went to the bank with them to make sure that the money was really there. Whether they wanted to spend it or not is is an entirely different story. Mm-hmm. But the but the money was really there. And had they acted faster um, in doing their diligence, um, it probably would have closed in January or February, and we would have been stuck with the deal that that we knew now that we now know is was not so great. Um, but 
with all the delays, uh, mostly because they were looking for additional investors, um, the due diligence didn't start probably until after December, maybe January-ish. And, you know, I mean, it's regardless of the actual capital outlay that you're putting out, it's it's a big acquisition, and it does take some time. And by the time it finally started to unravel um, and the details were coming out at least quietly, um, it, it was clear that this was not – what what people thought it was going to be and um uh, i'll say it i i mean the people at uh, at full tilt um were were not you know happy with um either the terminology or the the plan and i guess it went back and forth a, a bunch of times doj uh wasn't really happy with the plan it wasn't really an 11th hour uh cancellation as as um, was sort of reported. Um, it, it took a period of time, and then it just came down to, no, we need X number of years in order to play people off, and along with all those other things. They got more extensions and more extensions beginning, I guess, in, in February. The extension started two or three more weeks of exclusivity, a couple more weeks, a couple more weeks, until finally no more exclusivity. That's it. I guess that was... March 16th or March 19th, something like that. Um, and at that point, um, several other players um, in the game um, were free to talk uh, to DOJ, to FTP, um, and one of those players was PokerStars, and uh, along with, with others. And PokerStars was already obviously talking to DOJ for the last year, and probably... Um, paying very close attention to what was happening, not only with FTP, but with the uh, criminal case, with the trial, with the trial that almost happened, um, that was uh, not to happen only two weeks before it was ready to start in early April. And talks began um, that actually could have made this happen. And I was glad at least that it was able to be outed that PokerStars was potentially um, looking into it at the same time that we had to report that the that the Tepe deal died. Um, and I, I don't think the community could have taken the the additional punch in the gut of no, that PBT deal was gone with nobody else there in the future after hanging, uh, you know, every hope on the quote-unquote white night uh, for the last six or seven months. So at least those two things happened uh, publicly, uh, happened in, in tandem. And DOJ was, DOJ, SDNY was not really happy that anything was becoming public. And, you know, as as hungry as we are for information, I I get that to a certain extent. You don't really want your negotiations out there in the public and and seeing what's. I mean, it's a give and take from everybody's, uh, you know, perspective. Um, and just like when you're when you're negotiating to buy to buy anything, you don't, you know, you buy a house. You're not going to say, I'll I'll really pay you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars if you if you're only offering a hundred and you know back and forth those kind of things. So yeah, for sure. It was very difficult to to try to get information out there, um, and then once that process started, um, I think, and, and once people realized that the deal that had just 
died was not what we had hoped that it would be. Um, and that the, the potential of seeing a company like PokerStars, who had been very good to the community, um, even in light of the beating that they took, you know, by Black Friday, um, it it uh, uh, it was it was good. And even though it took a little bit longer to get to where we've just gotten in the last couple of weeks um, than anybody hoped, I mean, between April and and the end of July, um, it really was pretty fast when you're talking about you know, three quarters of a billion dollars almost um, in just a matter of, I don't know, 10 or 12 weeks, something like that. Um, so we're very lucky. I, I mean, we, I, I don't think anybody realizes how many bullets that we, that we dodged that were out of our control completely. Nothing we could have done, uh, you know, to stop the tappy deal or to make the tappy deal or to bring in poker stars or to bring in any other investors. And there were plenty of investors interested along the way, um, you know, early on and, and then later. But I think that uh, uh, that the that the deal that's that's out there for the community, both to make them whole and and moving forward, um, I think what we're looking at now is the best possible solution um, that anybody could have ever imagined. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, PokerStars has such a, a shining reputation, and for them to be the ones controlling most of this, I just wish that the repayment of U.S. players was going to be handled by PokerStars. I think PokerStars definitely wanted that to happen, um, and they would have been happy to do that. Um, there are, you know, a, a couple of different reasons. Um, you know, DOJ doesn't doesn't really speak to it um as to why they wouldn't allow it but they were adamant as as far as i've been told um that it happened this way you have to remember that it's not it's not poker stars because the assets were forwarded forfeited and they they were sold now to another company it's not like poker stars is repaying their own players anymore mm-hmm. it's even though they're 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 buying the, the company um they're paying off someone else's debt and they're doing it with money that they've actually forfeited. Um, now they're they're forfeiting five hundred and odd million dollars plus they're they're paying off to rest of world. But as far as U.S. is concerned, there must be some um, I, I I don't know exactly what the legal ramifications would be um, in order to do that. I I'm a you know there's no guarantees that the U.S. Players um, will be receiving 100% through remission. However, the only thing that really matters is that the data that the um, the, the the data that the SDMY and that the DOJ have it can support the validity of the total claims. In other words, if the that's the most important thing when they pay out. So if the data is that the account balances are X number. And if you, so that's, that's the claim. In other words, if you have $10,000 in your, in your bank account and you make your claim for $10,000 and they have data, um, in, in this case, it would be from the player account balances, let's say, um, that shows that you have a, a an account balance of 10,000 and that's what you were defined out of. Um, and the fact that there's sufficient funds available based on the payment, at least the first payment that 
Superstar has already made. Um, to support those claims, I'm still confident, um, I, I hope, that um, that we'll see 100% uh, you know, repayment. There's nope. no... There's no guarantee, um, and that's not written anywhere. It's complete discretion of the asset forfeiture money laundering section um, who operates totally independently. Um, so I, I, I think it's really important that the PPA uh, and others um, are, are taking care to, to look into it. Um, I, I've talked to some people in Washington South. It's just um, – you know, we'll know when they know, but the but their main and primary focus seems to be that victims are made whole, and that's what their mantra seems to be. As many lawyers as I've talked to in that office, that's their that's their mantra. Whether we're talking about this case or any case in general, um, and so I think because the money is there, and because in my opinion um, that the data will support the validity of the claims that are being made, I think they would be very hard-pressed to find any other option. And because, of course, the precedent that they already allowed U.S. players to be paid by poker stars, that they uh, – poker stars made any you know, uh, admissions of guilt as far as the civil claim was concerned. Um, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Let's just say I'm up hopeful and optimistic um, that it works out. I don't think it's going to take, you know, years like like people are afraid of if the right um, administrator is hired. Um, I'm still kind of hoping that that might be poker stars or, uh, or, or something that will at least work in our favor in, in that respect. There aren't a lot of um, claim uh, people that could apply for the job that are uh, familiar with number one, their familiarity with poker and um, and the types of money that are involved, and two, the fact that there could be uh, in excess of a million a million claims coming in. So, yeah, I mean, my I, I mean, it just makes sense to use poker stars to do it because they've done it before. Literally the same exact thing, paying back their customers. Um, and like you said, it's not their customers per se because it's different companies. But it just makes sense that they would be at the top of the list. But because it makes sense, I worry that that's not what's going to happen. That's not really our government's style uh, in terms of using logic. So it actually, I mean, I don't know if it's the cynic in me, but it makes me wonder if there's some some third party that is going to benefit from all this somehow that they're the reason that PokerStars isn't going to be used. You know, like that this third party is going to be distributing the money and making money off of this deal, whether it's from poker stars or whomever. Well, the administrator always gets I mean, they don't work for free. Could be any company. It could be, you know, Badoogie also, let's just say. (laughs) Well, if you have any ins for us, (laughs) we'll do it for a very reasonable rate. Yeah. (laughs) The majority of times that I've seen, um, and I've I've checked up other cases in which administrators have been used to pay remission and and uh, restoration and restitution, and uh, in this case it's remission. Um, I mean, they that administrator also is responsible for going to find number one, going to find the money, okay, which doesn't have to happen in this case because the government already found the money. Um, 
making sure that um, uh, the uh, hard assets, tangible assets, are liquidated in order to add to the fund. That does not have to happen here. Um, they didn't forfeit, you know, cars and jewelry and gold bars and things like that that have to be sold off at auction, etc. So commissions are made on on that stuff as well. We're talking about, um, you know, uh, verifying uh, claims, uh, checking IDs, things that um and uh you know lining up the numbers um i wouldn't be surprised if if um you know nobody's going to do it for free except maybe poker stars well that's what um, i was thinking is why it just makes sense to have that made part of the deal that they were going to do that so you wouldn't have to go and find a separate company and pay them to do it well i think by they probably by law just like just like any other federal state county government you need to bids on on certain things uh in order to do it and you're the most qualified and then the cheapest price um and um, not necessarily I, in that order well, yeah definitely <laughs> not in that order i mean you know it, it's look at all the bids in in any newspaper or anything all open print even you know if you if you want to wash the windows in a, in a school or something like that i mean it's it's a matter of you have to collect number and i and i doubt that that we'll see a you know the the total amount of people, but let's call them a million people for, for argument's sake. There aren't a lot of companies that can handle, um, you know, that kind in a timely fashion at a reasonable price. We'll um, do our best. <laughs> <laughs> um, except a company like PokerStars. And so um, I'm hoping, actually, that, that that's the way it, it goes, but that probably is wishful thinking on, on my part. Um, but whatever does happen, um, I just hope it happens soon. Um, if there is some reason that players are not uh, paid full amount, whether it's based on commissions um, or some other reason that the that the full amount is not paid, um, you're not obligated to um, accept that as a total payment. As far as I'm concerned, um, there are other recourse that you could take for uh, funds that that you're missing, um, but one step at a time. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've run so good at this point to avoid the Tappy deal, and then not only that, to then run good and get Poker Stars to buy things. I, I mean, to buy FTP, that uh, getting them to do the the distribution as well would would be sweet. But I feel like it would be hitting a one outer to win the main event is what we've already done, and then yeah. to have them do this would be like, and then Kara Scott makes out with you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not so exciting to me, but I, I get it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I, like I said, it's, it's probably wishful thinking, um, but it's not out of the realm, I guess, of, of possibility. Um, I mean, there there would be reasons, I guess, that um, the choice would not be to um, to to choose a company that you've just ended litigation with. However. Um, there was no admission uh, of wrongdoing um, involved in the in the closure of that case, um, and so there's nothing on the record at all um, that uh, uh, that proves that uh, Poker Stars did anything wrong, um, and and so I guess it's it's still a possibility. But let's let's see what happens, and and one step at a time. And again, the most important thing is that the um, that the the data that's available will support the validity of, of any claims. And I think 
I think that that's true. Um, and I appreciate all the work that the PPA and everybody else is doing um, to try to uh, uh, to help see that this goes our way and um, and offering any assistance they could offer to, to help whoever does um, get the job, so to speak, of uh, uh, of handling this. And I still hope it can be done in a relatively timely fashion. Um, and uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed, I guess. And then we can move on to Ultimate Bet, repaying me the $100 that I had on there next. I think that seems sequentially what we should worry about next. Yeah, <laughs> you might have a little bit of a longer wait for that, but, um, you know, uh, hey, strange, stranger things have happened. Um, you know, you may be able to just fly down to Antigua someday and just pick it up. <laughs> nice. That's where I left that. <laughs> Well, that's where probably most of it is, or, or you know, uh, Philippines or somewhere else that uh, is not, um, you know, too handy yeah. uh, speak, but uh, you never know. For a small fee, I'll pick up everybody else's money while I'm there. Oh, what a nice guy. got <laughs> 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 a big... Bring suitcases, yeah. I mean, suitcases. based on my experience that I will have repaying full tilt players by that point, I feel like I'll be qualified to do that. So. Oh, that'll be the cake for you then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do that with your eyes closed. <laughs> so, Diamond, um, moving forward after we take care of the UB stuff, then it's kind of like what's out there now is legislation. Um, do you have any any info or insight on to kind of where that's headed? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> well, there are, there are people way smarter than, than myself um, that – that could probably speak to it. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm anxious. Um, I I think we're probably going to see um, state level uh, legislation um, before federal. We're we're obviously seeing that at least happen. Uh, Nevada and New Jersey for sure. Um, I, I think, uh, and New Jersey has their own fight at the moment, uh, which the uh, which Governor Christie is willing to to fight on the uh, uh, on the sports betting front. Um, that will that will uh, be kind of interesting to watch as well. Um, aren't they, isn't Jersey the place that was like, yeah, you know what? Screw you, uh, federal government. We're going to do our own thing. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> New Jersey. Um, and um, there's a uh, there's a there's a lawsuit right now um, against the governor for for trying to do that by the um, you know basketball league and the NFL and and baseball and and everybody else. Um, so he's pretty much um, said and and obviously I'm oversimplifying the whole thing. Sure, bring it. Um, no, that, and, that actually sounds like exactly what Chris Christie would say. <laughs> maybe maybe with profanity mixed in. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit um but um that's kind of cool that he's not uh, uh you know he's he's not afraid he actually laid that out there months ago i think um when he first uh when he first mentioned it publicly um yeah we're going to have litigation against us people aren't going to like it federal government's going to come after us the the um uh sports associations are going to come after us and you know bring it and and that's kind of where we are now um and and how that that helps um the uh, um the possibilities for uh you know inter- internet poker in new jersey is a is a whole nother issue um but um i i still think that we will see it on a on a state level i'd like to believe that um you know federal legislation is is coming um 
you know, if we just took all the damn politics out of the whole thing on who gets credit and who doesn't get credit and, uh, you know, who doesn't get their quid pro quo on their votes. And uh, I mean, it's 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 very sad, but that's the way the world works, I guess. Um, Then this could have all been been fixed so easily, uh, you know, two years ago. Um, I, I, I'm hopeful that, that we do see some federal legislation soon, um, but it's, it's a fight, and we just have to keep up the fight. I, I mean, you know, we, we don't really know. There still might be more news on the, um, uh, on the FTP front. Um, there, we're not we're not, uh, you know, the company, the new company, will not have any of the old, uh, you know, owners as as equity owners. Um, I'm I'm trying to um, um, separate out of the the major owners, uh, so they're not all clumped into the same group. Because I was probably just as guilty as everyone else in the beginning. Um, and, and some people still are on grouping everyone together as as all the bad guys, and and I'm starting to find out that that's not really necessarily true, um, and so we might be seeing more information on that uh, sometime uh, in the future as well. But the 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 story needs to be told exactly what happened, and I didn't mean to get away from the legislation part. I just wanted to to throw that out there to you. No, um, that was actually what I was going to ask next. Is you know what are you, are you going to keep doing the poker news? Are you going to be like the source to go to? You know, well, I don't two know. years from now. I don't. Um, this well, hopefully the information will be out there a lot lot sooner than two years from now. Um, it, it's not going to be tomorrow, and it probably won't be next week uh, unless little little pieces of of uh, of what we now know you know starts to come out but the entire story should be told um and uh, uh without all the um innuendo and and rumors and and things like that uh, that are out there um i think it should be told from a factual basis on what really happened and um um and which people maybe knew things and and which people didn't know things and which people tried to stop it and which people didn't try to stop it. And um, it, there, there's a lot of that information. And I think that that all needs to be told to the community. Most important thing is that, that people get paid back. And mm-hmm. I think that's we, – we need to be concentrated. That's where we've been concentrating on all this time. And I think that still needs to be the focus. And legislation obviously needs to be the focus – you know, from from the U.S. standpoint, um, and I'd certainly like to see an international player pool again. Um, you know, like we've been used to uh, at some time. I don't think that will be um, within the next year or, or even two years, personally. Um, but I, I'd like to think that that's somewhere in the future that that's going to happen. But the community deserves to know. Um, you know what. What transpired to bring us to this place? It may be different than what we think happened. It may be quite the same. I don't. I don't have any reason to believe that it was a grand plan for this to happen. Uh, you know that that was in the works for a few years or anything like that. Um, but there probably were things that uh, could have been done to stop it from happening and uh or or at least getting to this point and 
um, you know, whatever people were uh, should whatever people should have to answer to that should answer for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's done um, in a court of law or in the court of uh, community opinion, um, you, you know, it, it, regardless, it, it, it should come out. Um, and so that's what I'm focusing on right now. Wonderful. Um, I mean, the entire poker community just owes you a tremendous amount for the work that you've done. Um, is there is there a way that people can shovel their money at you? Sure can. <laughs> uh, you, you, there's a donate button right on the website, diamondflushpoker.com. I'm very grateful for um, everyone that's that's uh, sent whatever they can. Um, and the site survives only on the uh, generosity of, of people that, that donate. There are no ads on the site. It's an income-generating site other than the donations. So thank you for bringing that up. That would be great. Yeah, and again, I, if, people, if people would just remember the way they were refreshing the page on Black Friday every five seconds looking for information, remember that feeling and then know that Diamond Flush and Noah are the two of the biggest people out there who grant, granted us that information. Yeah. I mean, there are there are other sites out there uh, um, as well. Um, I don't publish as much as as other uh, as other sites do. But no, I don't... there's no there's no other sites. It's just Diamond Flush Poker. Oh, that's not the hard. only site. <laughs> <laughs> that's, thank you. And if you want to, you can go to the Subject Poker Archives to read our articles there. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show, Diamond. Um, we really appreciate it. And again, you know, just thanks so much for all the work that you've done. It's been absolutely wonderful for us. Thank you so much. And thanks for the kind words. And uh, thanks for having me. Hello everybody, this is Mitchell's Game Show, the best game show segment on the internet. Today I have Jordan and Michael on loan from Deuces Crack very generously. Hey guys. Hey. What's going on? Uh, we are playing Shitty Science, uh, Shitty Ask Science, Ask Science today, which is two subreddits on Reddit. Uh, the Ask Science section is where people ask questions to get scientific answers, like do forests have more oxygen in the air than cities? And they do, but they have a seasonal cycle. And then Shitty Our Science is a parody Reddit which asks questions like, what happens once a boomerang goes black? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be asking questions from either of the... Or I'll be asking thread questions from either. And these two guys have to guess if it's an Our Science question or a Shitty Our Science question. So you guys ready? Yep. Ready, ready, ready. Okay. So you'll be writing down your answers and then you can say it whenever you want. Uh, so, topic one, what if we put a mirror in space, one light year from Earth and pointed Hubble at it, would it be possible to see two years into Earth's past? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got mine. Yep, Michael? Yep. All right, uh, Jordan, you go first. Real ass science. Okay, and Michael? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go the opposite. Shitty ass science. Oh, Jordan's correct. It oh, is ass science. <laughs> The mirror would reflect the light back two years in the past, but... That's a good mirror. It is. Okay, question two. Why isn't 11 pronounced (laughs) 1-T-1? Okay, I got it. I'll go first this time. Okay, Michael. I'm going to say it's shitty-ass science. Yeah, Yeah. shitty-ass science. (laughs) That is correct. Yes. 
Got one. So Jordan is up 2-1. Now Michael needs to get this one right and Jordan this one wrong for it to be into the tie-breaking rounds. Okay, so topic three. Can we just send our trash into the sun? Ooh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I got my answer. Okay, I got it. I'm going to say real. Yeah, I'm going to say our science as well. Yep, both our science. So Damn it. The winner. <laughs> <laughs> you were meant to go the opposite. I guess I, I, I should have gone the opposite just for strategy reasons there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, do you have anybody to thank Jordan for this enormous win? Um, I would like to thank Carl Sagan. Great. Well, so Jordan. this... I got, oh, Michael? I got one question for you. Okay. Do you coach? Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely need some then because my, uh, my R science skills not so good. Sure. Okay. So that was the first episode. The, it's just going great. The, that was Mitch's game show, the best game show segment on the internet. All right. Thanks to uh, Diamond Flush for coming on. We uh, really appreciate it. And thanks again for all the work that you've done for the poker community in general. Um, thanks to TJ and Mitch. And... <laughs> it really sounded like you were going to thank somebody else. How about me? You thank you, thank Bryce. I, sh- I think you you're should welcome. thank my girlfriend for thinking your idea of shoes off uh, was a good one. Thank you. I think you should thank Tom for finding someone who's in the small set of people that would think that's a good idea. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can check us out at badoogieallstars.com. Uh, Twitter.com slash Stars, Facebook.com slash Stars. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating. If you're listening on Stitcher, great. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any hands that you would like us to discuss, be sure to email us at BadoogieAllStars at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. This is Tecmo Super Bowl. This is Nixon the Grouch. This is too far off suit. <clears throat> Hope you feel better, Jordan. I, I don't. See you guys next time. only three time zones. Are there four?